0: Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Well, hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is April 8th, 2020, and really I should say not just hello Canada, but hello to our international audience as well. Checking our analytics, we've actually got a quite a good following in the United States and also in in Europe, in the United Kingdom, and in other parts of Europe. So welcome everybody to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. So I really just want to uh, talk a, a little bit about the the Wuhan virus, the uh, coronavirus tonight. Not much. Like I said, we're not interested in doing wall-to-wall Wuhan. Uh, if you want that, you can go to the mainstream media because that's all the hype is right now. But I do have to, to touch on a little bit because I'm left shaking my head today after announcements from provincial governments in Alberta and Saskatchewan offering their projections on where they see the number of fatalities going for for the virus and in Canada we know Doug Ford uh, premier of Ontario released his projections yesterday and suggested that possibly there could be 1600 fatal cases of the Wuhan virus by the end of April and I find that well this A staggering number, to be honest. I mean, that's very high, considering currently, as of today, there are 174 fatal cases of Wuhan in in Ontario. So for that number to go up almost tenfold in three weeks seems like a bit of a stretch. And and there's currently about 8,000 cases in Ontario. So with... A roughly 1% fatality rate they would have to have like a staggering number of cases in order to achieve that number so I'm not certain exactly where this number comes from and I would take mr. Ford at his word except that when I hear some more absolutely outrageous numbers coming from Alberta and Saskatchewan today I just have to question where they're coming from okay what am I talking about Alberta Premier Jason Kenney released his numbers and this is what kind of threw me off I think this is what kind of didn't pass the smell test for me. So in Alberta Mr. Kenney predicts that or his people told him the projections are that the virus outbreak will probably peak in early to middle of May and they will most likely see anywhere from 400 to 3,100 fatalities. And I said, wait a minute, that's a pretty big range. Now, currently, Alberta sits at 29 fatalities. So again, in another month, I mean, it's been a month and a half already, or a month, just over a month, and they've had 29 fatalities. So in one more month or a month and a half, they're suddenly going to have anywhere from 20-fold that they have now to 100-fold. That just seems a little off to me. That's like a a used car dealer saying, come on in, up to 50% off the price of a vehicle. Of course, as low as 0%, but up to 50 And, I mean, you're, you're just throwing numbers out there to scare people, as far as I'm concerned. That's... Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous to have a such a broad, a broad range a lar- or a large range for potential numbers, and especially when Alberta currently sits at 29. Now, right now, if you think that number is outrageous, let's move to my province of Saskatchewan, where the curve has more or less f- flattened out or is starting to flatten, which is the terminology they're using now to flatten the curve, and we're doing well here. We actually have fewer new cases than we have people recovering, at least as of yesterday. Maybe today that number has changed again. I know there were a few more new cases today, but at any rate, uh, one month into the the virus, slightly more than one month, there have been three fatalities here in Saskatchewan. And I hope you're sitting down for this because Premier Scott Moe today announced projections for Saskatchewan. And again, we're talking about another month or month and a half from now, 3,075 projected fatalities. So I say, hold it, stop the bus. 3,075 when we currently have three. So we're going to go up 3,025 fold. Or sorry, 1,025 fold from the current number in the matter of another four to six weeks. Okay, where are these numbers coming from? Because if we're seeing the curve flattening out as seems to be happening, it's happening in British Columbia right now, um, it is happening here in Saskatchewan, it is still not happening in Ontario and Quebec or Nova Scotia, but we we see that it is getting better and especially the Saskatchewan numbers, how the hell do you figure we're going to Increase the death toll by a 1,025 times what it currently is. Um, I just, I, I mean, someone's going to have to help me with the math on that. And I realize that our premiers have access to data that I as a citizen don't, but I can, just cannot sit back and blindly nod my head and smile and just believe what I am being told because... To me, the numbers don't add up, especially when you look at Jason Kenny's such a huge, broad range between 400 and 3,100. So, are you just trying to scare everybody into submission? Like, what's your end game here, folks? There's, I mean, I I have a hard time in the fact it's impossible for me to believe that these numbers are even close to accurate, especially the Saskatchewan numbers. So either we're being absolutely lied to or we're being lied to. So I'm going to pick we're being lied to or or we're being absolutely lied to. At any rate, I'm just not buying what they're selling right now. If they had even said the numbers would be in, you know, a hundred more or 200 more Maybe I could buy that. I mean, I know there's already some animal testing going on for some viruses. They're finding other medications that seem to be working. So I'm sorry, you can't panic me. You can't scare me into thinking that we're all going to die and the world is going to end, no matter how hard you try. So so you're going to have to show me some, some actual solid facts some data to back up your absolutely absurd claims people now Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said he's going to release the national projections quote very soon and I can't wait for Mr. Trudeau to come back out of the Rideau cottage bunker and give us those numbers speaking moistly as he said today and yes, I realize that was a mistake, but I'm going to make fun of him anyway. So I will give Mr. Trudeau credit for one thing. He has decided to come out of his self-isolation for a G7 meeting. So that's very big of him. I'm glad he is taking part in the national tragedy, and delivering masks. Oh, wait, G7 meeting, of course. So anyway, to paraphrase Jerry Maguire, show me the data. Show me the money. Show me the data. All right, I'm gonna do a couple of updates from our show on Monday because as Lewis and I said, we could probably be doing a show every day because there is just so much going on right now. Um and you know, mainly because of Wuhan. But this does not actually not have to do with Wuhan directly. So we talked on the show on Monday about universal basic income and how Jagmeet Singh was all over that and he even had talked about that in the election back in October so this is nothing new however right on cue after Lewis and I have a show an article comes out in the Hamilton Spectator today saying that it is now time for a universal basic income in fact it's the universal basic income is quote long overdue and their discussion was well the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit would be a very good start, but of course, Jagmeet Singh, in his discussion of universal universal basic income, has suggested it should be at a rate of fifteen dollars an hour. So, as Lewis said, huh, you want to pay somebody sixty grand a year to sit at home? That's a fantastic idea. Even the current two thousand a month that the Canada Emergency Response Benefit is going to be is a disincentive for many to go to work. And then we'll be just like the Soviet Union where people in this case pretend not to work and the government pretends to pay them. Horrible idea, Hamilton Spectator. Universal basic income is a horrible idea. Why do people in the media not understand that these programs have to be paid for somehow? Oh, right, because they're a bunch of leftists like everybody else in the media. And... They all seem to think there's a money tree around because none of them seem to be affected by punitive taxation or they're just blind to it anyway. Universal basic income was on Monday's show, still is and always shall be a horrible idea. It's time for that idea to go away. All right, two more points. Another one this morning. Lewis and I talked Monday about who the heroes are in our society and there was the discussion that the grocery store workers and truck drivers are are the real heroes and no they're not and i had made a point that you know until mark Wahlberg plays one of these people in a movie they're not heroes well my stunningly beautiful wife actually pointed out to me that there was indeed a movie where that was about grocery store workers it was called Employee of the Month, and it starred Dane Cook, or as she put it, that hot guy with the brown hair. Well, it was uh, not bad for a B-movie, but it certainly was no blockbuster, so if you have not heard of it, well, I'm not surprised. And the fact that it was not a big blockbuster or smashing success tells you that perhaps the grocery store people really aren't heroes after all, or at least weren't when this movie came out and uh, it was, I had to remember that there was actually a movie on Netflix with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, not long ago, where he played a, a rather heroic truck driver, and I cannot even remember the name of that movie. And if you can, good on you, but again, no big smashing success. So while well, it's nice to see these people portrayed as heroes and movies that nobody watches... Sorry, folks, you people, you're great. Thank you so much for doing your jobs right now. And it's great. You're getting the recognition you deserve. But if you want to see some heroes, Canada, go to your local military base, police station, fire hall, ambulance depot, hospital. That's where you'll find the heroes in society. All right. One more thing I want to touch on. And that is, again, Lewis and I discussed this on our show Monday and suddenly it's the the problem is accelerated so we talked about how judges are changing their sentencing and talking and prisoners in canada's penal system are asking for early release or outright release because they're afraid of contracting the wuhan virus in jail and of course you heard lewis's mind's opinion on that would be that then stay right where you are because then you can be isolated however this is Canada. We don't really have much of a justice system. It's very The one we have is very weak at the knees. And you want some proof? Well, here's some proof. Prisoners who are, being, are now being released, uh, those awaiting trial, are now being released from prisons because the legal or the court system has effectively shut down due to the Wuhan virus. So examples, I'll give you two. There is a gentleman in Toronto who was a getaway driver involved in a murder And this getaway driver, of course, would be the accessory to murder who is now getting let out pending trial out of fears of catching the Wuhan virus in jail. Example number two, gentleman on trial or awaiting trial for a violent assault in Edmonton also released and can just be free on his own recognizance until the court system gets moving again. And then, um, yeah, then come back. Okay, don't make us come find you and they probably won't. So I'm going to leave it there, Canada. I just wanted to give you those updates, and I do want to thank you for tuning in, and I promise we'll probably have another rant for you during this week, or and if not, look for another full episode on Tuesday. And again, to all of our international listeners and all of you listening across Canada, whether you've got us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you find us. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk at you again soon. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.